three then is this, after the challenge. After the challenge is over, remember to continue to obey God's commands and give him the glory. We'll pick back up, verse 17. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction. It and all who are in it, only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all who were with her in her house, because she hid the messengers when they went, uh, when, they were sent, when we sent them. You, by all means, abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things, and make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city, and they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep and donkey, with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country, go into the harlot's house, and from there bring out the woman and all that she has as, she, as you swore to her. And the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, all that she had. So they brought out all her relatives and left them outside the camp of Israel. But they burned the city and all that was in it with fire. Only the silver and the gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasure of the house of the Lord. And Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's household, and all that she had. So she dwells in Israel to this day. Now, by the way, that, that was put there for a reason. When the book of Joshua was written, and they're saying, so she dwells in Israel to this day. The, the writer is saying, by the way, if all this sounds fantastic and you're going, wow, this sounds too good to be true, how is that even possible? He says, go to the city, ask for Rahab. She'll tell you that it's all true. She's still alive. She lives in the city. You can go ask her. And that's exactly why they wrote it. So she dwells in the city to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. And Joshua charged them at the time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds this city, Jericho. He shall lay its foundation with his firstborn, and with his youngest he shall set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame spread throughout all the country. I'm always amazed at how I can plan something out well in advance and then the relevance of what's going on in, in our culture. <laughs> When I, when I read this and I'm going, there was, a, there was a battle. There were people in the country who helped them, interpreters, so to speak. They didn't leave her high and dry. It's a good example for us. Right now we have Christians who are in Afghanistan who are in need of our prayers. I've read, I've read letters this week of Christians who have said they don't expect to live over two weeks if they're not out. They said if we're here, if, if we're here two weeks from now, it will, it, it will be that they will have already been executed. 
that they're going to go see Jesus within the next two weeks unless they get out. Joshua, when he says, go into the harlot's house, bring her out, just as you swore to her. What a testimony. What a testimony for us and a reminder not to forget those who have helped us. But once the walls came down, there were still instructions that God had given them to obey. Don't take this. Leave this. Destroy this. If anyone anyone tries to rebuild this city, it's going to be the cost of their firstborn. No one is to rebuild this city. Andrew Bonar, a Scottish minister of the 1800s, he once said this, let us be as watchful after the victory as before the battle. As a side note, we read through this, and sometimes you know, people are disturbed, and I get it. They read through this and say, the God commanded that every living thing in Jericho be killed? But isn't God merciful? I mean, this wasn't just soldiers, right? I mean, this was women and children, and it said even their animals. I want to I share a couple of things with you, and then, and then we're going to wrap up. The first thing that we have to realize is that these are not innocent people. This is a wicked civilization. And they would be the immediate neighbors to Israel. And God in his wisdom knew Israel has a tendency, and they're prone to marry pagan women, and they would be drawn away to worship false gods. And God is saying, you can't have this as neighbors, because it's, it's going to corrupt you. Second thing we have to realize is that these people were given an opportunity to repent. We say, isn't God merciful? Well, let's consider this. God had been warning the people in the city of Jericho since the time of Abraham, as well as the time of Moses, for over 400 years. These people had repeatedly heard about God. They knew what he was about. They knew that he brought victory to the people who followed him, and they chose to ignore. While victory is ours, God has made it clear that we must follow his instructions. His plans for victory and for victory to be achieved, it's right there in his word. But what happens when we ignore God's plan? What happens when we ignore it? Well, turn the page, and if you have time this week, read Joshua chapter 7. Because that's exactly what happens next. They go in their own strength. They didn't prepare themselves like they did this battle. We also find out that there's sin in the camp. What do we mean by that? There's people, there's this guy who didn't even, didn't even uh, obey the commands of Joshua and, and recognize that His ignoring that plan caused everyone to suffer. One disobedient person, one person who ignores God's plan can cause everyone else to suffer. So in every battle that you face, 
Make sure that you are spiritually prepared, you submit your faith, follow the Lord in obedience. That was the first thing that Joshua's entire group did, right? Made sure that they were ready. They acknowledged their covenant relationship with God, and they were ready for battle to obey him. One last thought, then we're going to pray together. Whatever battle you do face, remember that the Lord is with you. Follow his plans toward victory. Let's pray.